0: Welcome to the heartland of America, as the World Wrestling Federation presents the first ever King of the Ring Extravaganza. Tonight, eight of the toughest superstars of the WWF will bang heads in a grueling single elimination tournament to determine once and for all, who is the King of the Ring? Charge! Go to that top rope train Buster, he be connected with this! This has got to be the end of the one, two, three, kid, Mike! I'm Hey there folks, welcome to Talking Tourneys episode 19, talking GCW's John Zandig's Tournament of Survival 8. I am one of your hosts, Sam, and with me per usual, Dan Rice. Dan, how you doing? I'm
1: doing fantastic, Sam. How about you?
0: I am doing wonderful. Awesome. It is a little late in the day for me typically, but we are rallying, we are moving, we are grooving for some game changer wrestling. What we usually do here just kind of start the show is talk about hey, how do we come to this tournament? How do we land here? Last episode we talked about tournament of death four. And I think that generally just got us in the mood for another Deathmatch tournament with tournament of survival coming up this not this past weekend, but the previous one of the previous weekends of June, something more recent than we usually cover. It's like ah, that seems the
1: timing seems right to discuss that, mixed and with then yeah the announcement of, of the participants. It slowly I was like oh this is. This is not bad. This is not the people that I usually try to avoid in watching GCW. Like, these are all the people I like. And then, when they did, when they announced Green Phantom, it was in stoke. We were doing this show.
0: It was decided. The Fates had come together and said, hey, you gotta do it. And so we're here. to talk about it. Dan, do you want to go over the lineup?
1: Sure, let's do it.
0: All right. We have... Cyclope, Tomoya Harada, El Desperado, Sawyer Rack, Meido Extremo, Joey Janela, Matt Tremont, Rina Yamashita, Green Phantom, Toru Sugera, John Wayne Murdoch, and Casey Kirk.
1: Dan, what are your thoughts on that lineup? I don't know if you could pick 12 people from a GCW show and only have one I dislike. There's a lot of there's a lot of landmines on those shows. Who do you dislike? I'm not a Casey Kirk guy.
0: That's the second time you're gonna hear that on the podcast network this <laughs> week. If you listen to Q and T R.
1: Oh, uh, I listened to this week. Did they cover this? Did they did they snake us?
0: They didn't snake us. They didn't snake us. Oh, they okay. only snaked us, but they didn't snake us. All right. Was I mean, really I very generous.
1: I don't. I'm not, I'm not like actively against her. Just I've not really enjoyed anything I've seen from her. But not that I've seen a lot either. Um, there was a time where I was trying to keep up with GCW, but it's just it's an impossible task at this point. Yeah,
0: GCW is it's a tough promotion to follow for a variety of reasons. Yeah, <laughs> I we'll talk about it in a little bit probably, but. The way they follow up this show with Cager Survival 2 on paper at least is one of those things like oh, this is why I can't do this. This is this is why it does
1: not work. Uh, yeah, I don't want to skip ahead, but that was my exact reaction at the end of the show. I was like, oh, maybe I'm a GCW guy again for a little bit and then <laughs> the next night, 24 <laughs> that... hours, like, oh, that's why. I uh... knew there was a reason. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Obviously, Green Phantom, you know, was, you know, big fan of his from the first episode of Talking Tourneys. Um, you know, speaking of Q and TR, I talked about how much I like Desperado when I was on that show. Uh, Matt Tremont, I mean, he slowed down a lot, but I still love him. John Wayne Murdoch, I mean, I'm not as well-versed in American Deathmatches as some people, but I think with Alex Colon going to XPW, which I don't watch, that John Wayne Murdoch is probably the best American Deathmatch worker. Uh... I love what I've seen of Rena Yamashita and the other two freedom people. So, I mean, I was pretty excited for this.
0: Yeah. The green phantom edition, I think really sealed the deal for us doing this tournament, but there's a lot of folks to enjoy here. Like Johnny Merrick is extremely good at this professional wrestling. Matt Tremont, like he is Matt Tremont. He is who he is. Um, one of the great deathmatch wrestlers of our era, period. I have not seen a ton of Rena. I've not seen a ton of uh Sugera or Harada. But I was definitely definitely curious after all the hubbub of like, okay. At least for Rena, like, okay, what can we do here? What's what's the sales pitch for these wrestlers? I'm figuring that hopefully this tournament will paint that picture for me. And Sawyer Ruck seems to be, like, the it girl for I, I, for the most part on the indies. Like, you could say Masha, but I feel like Masha's sort of elevated herself to a certain degree. Uh, and more of a fixture at this point than, than anything where Sawyer feels. Still a little fresh. Still a little fresh in the brain. But all right. Dan. Are you ready to hop into
1: round one? I mean, are we going to cover the opening before we get to the first match?
0: I'll, I'll let you take care of it I don't have notes detailing it.
1: I don't have detailed happens. notes because it was so surreal. <laughs> um, I don't, See, I honestly don't remember who came out first. I feel like Nick Gage came out first and did his Nick Gage stuff. And then he introduced Zandig. And then Nick Gage is, seems immediately upset. So they have this very short brawl where they headbutt light tubes against each other and they kick each other in the crotch. And I honestly, I, it might have been a shoot. It got me because it was so, <laughs> it was so awkward that it made no sense. I, I do not know what happened. It's a crazy way to start off a tournament. It's a crazy way to start off any show.
0: There's just a lot going on. It's. I I really. You were right. It's surreal. I don't know why they did this, though. I guess it worked.
1: I I looked on Twitter. I didn't watch it live. And I'm just like, were people talking about this? Not as much as you would think. (laughs) That for like two and a half minutes, Nick Gage and John Zandig just like awkwardly brawled, kind of. And then. Zandig said, do what you do best, brother, and like bowed to him. And then that was the opening of the show.
0: Which is very interesting because this is the John Zandig term of survival.
1: I mean, he got the best of Nikki, so I would say definitely. There you go. There you (laughs) go. He can keep his name on it.
0: So in reality, they've dropped the John Zandig name. For I believe a number of years. But he's always there anyway. So I don't know why you bother dropping it. What's if, if he's gonna be in attendance for the vast majority of them, regardless, just just leave the, the Zandig on there.
1: It's probably like, awkward the first time he shows up and his name's not on it
0: anymore. He, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And for him to bow to Nick Gage, Nick Gage, another man who has a tournament named after him in GCW, the Nick Gage invitational, a tournament ostensibly, I have no idea how it's different from Tournament of Survival. <laughs> I I guess one happens at the end of the year. Another one happens in the middle of the year. Is this like, is this the future we have in the NBA right now, Dan?
1: Oh, this is, so wait, is the Tournament of Survival the, the end-season tournament?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I Which one out. do people give a shit about? The Do. do I, I, Are they both the in-season tournament? Well, I mean, we just have two in-season tournaments.
1: Got you, at least this year, got you a a title shot. I'm not sure what the NGI gets you outside of winning the NGI. I I don't know. Fair. I have no idea, Dan.
0: I, someone tell me, what is the difference? Because it bothers me. I'm just. I gotta Google it right now. Just be like, "Hey, what is the difference? Is, does anyone actually care about this?" There's the death of forums is the reason why I don't
1: immediately have an answer for this. And, and there's, I'm just going through the old lineups. It's it's there's a lot of there's a lot of crossover. It's not distinct at all.
0: Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing different. There's nothing unique. I don't know. I don't know. I want to know so badly. I just see on Reddit, r slash deathmatch wrestling. Topic deathmatch tournaments. First one, GCW Nick Gage Invitational 1 through 4. The reply, don't forget GCW Tournament of Survival. I don't
1: know the difference, Dan. Well, I was about to say it didn't even start out with Nick Cage. He's not in the first one. Then he's in the next three. But at first I thought he was in all the first ones. I was like, oh, that makes sense. But no, he was named after him before he was even in one. And then he won the second one. And the fourth one. (laughs) Oh, God, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Deathmatch aficionados, let us know why GCW has done two of these tournaments.
1: I mean, because they were doing two of the tournaments before they were, like, now it makes sense because I think they run like 50 weeks a year.
0: Yeah, no but days off. Of G- but
1: this was back when they didn't run that many shows.
0: The of shows GCW runs unconscionable. They were run about 60 shows this year. That's too many, Dan. (laughs) They don't, they have not earned this, right?
1: They simply do not deserve it. I mean, I think you're, you might even be lowballing it if you're counting like the GCW stuff too. The JCW? JCW, sorry. Yeah.
0: It's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot happening. They're in Hartford, Connecticut. Is that where they're wrestling next? Ah. Just seen that pop on the twitter why
1: they have all if you count jcw they have already they already have 57 shows booked through the end of the year so if they don't add any more they'll do 57
0: seems again we're doing too much jcw you're absolutely fucking it all <laughs> right first round match number oh, one yeah. Cyclope versus Mido Extremo versus Green Phantom. Green Phantom rocks, Dan. He's still got it. The man's juice to the gills, ready to rip roll, ready tall. to go. What'd you say? I said he's eight feet tall.
1: He's so big. I, I know he's probably not. It's just like he's just indie tall, but like he seems very, very tall. Oh, no, he's legit 6'5", which yeah, cage match. Is, is Andre the Giant.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, is Ciclopé what? 5'8", maybe, on a good day?
1: Yeah, I would say so. I think that's being very, very generous. So, yeah, Greenfield looks like that's a with, that's, giant. That's look. counting the headphones above his head, too.
0: <laughs> uh, and he's just, like, ripped. Like, uh-huh. uh, he didn't look this big. Back in the day, but he is like, oh, I'm,
1: I'm lean. Oh, yeah, he is in amazing shape. And it appears that he showed up just to let these two guys kill him. Yeah, I he, mean, doesn't, he ma- takes doesn't mess around. Most of, like, I mean, like, he takes most of the, the the big bumps in this match. Um, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was going to be like, because sequel Play and Miedo Extremo are attacking partners, and I'm like, "Oh, that's gonna play a big part in the match." It plays a part for the first 45 seconds, and they're like, "Ah, screw this."
0: I do think it's deeply unfair that Green Phantom got put into this situation.
1: Yeah, I would have asked for like a redraw on the matches there. This feels rigged.
0: This feels rigged. Um, there's two, there's I mean, two I, matches in the first round where
1: they feels like okay, but that, that happens Yeah, unfair, unfair. Um, I like this. Stuff. I thought it was fun. Mostly because like phantoms awesome. And he did his, he didn't have a skateboard, but he had like a bundle of he tubes. Did, he did have a skateboard. Wait, it, oh, it was on a skateboard.
0: Yeah. The, the light tubes were attached to a skateboard.
1: I, I got to get better picture quality on my totally legal way. I watch this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You go to, um, extreme wrestling <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. funny.
1: I thought it just, I was. Must have not been totally paying attention to that point. I thought like, oh, man, that's cool. I like, could call back to the skateboards part. It was a skateboard. Okay. Uh, <laughs> then I like the match even more now.
0: <laughs> Great. We're, we got a new contender uh, for Match of the Tournament.
1: Match of the Night just went up. Uh, I, I'll i just talk about it now because I like Dave Krasak in theory. Um, I don't know. He should still be announcing. And the Veda, Scott, maybe, maybe one of the worst going today, which is a – a high bar to clear she's so bad and so i stopped listening pretty early on i have no idea what happened with me um he hits a big bump and then he just immediately gets up and just goes to the back i I mean i don't know if sam you caught what happened but it was very strange to me like he hits an offensive maneuver and he's like oh i'm hurt see ya I'm yeah. not going over anyway. Like he, so like, I'll just go.
0: He he tries to lift Phantom up, and then he's like, "Fuck it, it ain't happening." So I'm I just fucked something up real good. I'm getting out getting out of here.
1: But then he's there later. Like he hangs out. Why? Well, I, I mean, I so guess like being able to wrestle versus. I I know I know I just thought like I don't I, I thought it was I feel like if he's winning that match, maybe he sticks around a little. It, it seemed to me like little like ah, we're close to the finish anyway. I'll see you guys later. That is fair. That
0: is fair. Um, but no, he was not part of the finish in any respect and wasn't winning. So he said, gotta go. See you later.
1: Yeah. Now, what was the finish of this one? I don't have it written down. I honestly don't remember. So, uh, was it any?
0: So, Ciclope- wins by splashing green phantom. Oh, he hits the frog splash. Yeah. Through a pane of
1: glass. He does the Eddie shake and everything. Yeah. So yep.
0: they, they have a nice little finishing sh- stretch. Him and Phantom. I think this again, like I'm with you. This is a fun match. Nothing, nothing crazy, but Phantom takes a beating. He is there to put on a show.
1: I, I uh, I hope they bring him back. Cause it seems like he showed up being like, here, I'll let you guys just kill me. Bring it back. It feels like an easy win. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, in six months, you got another tournament. You can bring him in for that. What is it, Dan?
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Green Phantom, though. He is tournament talking tourneys hero. The way he takes these tear shots as well during this match, he just takes it right on the dome. It's like, you know what? This was God's plan. Carry on. (laughs) I appreciate that. Anything else you want to talk about for this first matchup?
1: I don't think so. I knew Green Phantom wasn't going to win, but I just, I was like, what if he does? If he makes it the second round, he gets two matches. He's a worker of the tournament. I don't care what it looks like. <laughs> but, you know, I hate to ruin the integrity of the, of the awards part, but that's what my full thoughts throughout the whole eight minute matches. I'm like, if he gets two matches, I'm probably just going to give it to him. He deserves it. He deserves it. But unfortunately, he's out in the first round again. He's out of there. All right, next match:
0: Tomoya Harada versus Joey Janela versus Taru
1: Sugera. Dan, give me your thoughts. Uh, I like this one a lot too. Um, I haven't been a Janela fan in quite a while, but he seemed very excited for this. Um, like actively, this was just like all big bumps. Um, they they did the stupid spot. That's like the it's a super power bomb and a superplex but it looked cool. I mean, you throw glass in there, it looks cool. Um, Like double stop, Janela's double stop with the light bundle. Um, They have the big giant light tube break. Like this was just, this was just a lot, a lot of big spots. And then, uh, like I said, I'm not as familiar with the Freedom guys as some of the other people in the tournament, but uh, Torus uh, Segura uh, has like this really over the top selling and I love it. Because like, it's a match with a light tube break. Like it's all kind of ridiculous. So I think your eyes should bulge out of your head like I thought it was cool and I liked it
0: yeah I want the one thing that kind of came away with this match that Joey Janela feels like a big deal in comparison to like how he's felt to me for a very long time but like he carries himself like a star looks like a star in there and that feels important for a promotion like GCW that can use as many stars as they can get that was kind of my big takeaway uh, the other takeaway was that Harada kicks ass.
1: Oh, yeah. And both, I both, both of the Freedoms guys. Yeah,
0: I wish Hirata moved on to the second round. But alas, I don't deserve such good things in this world. He is just an absolute beefcake. <laughs> throws lovely lariats, just a, a nice little thick man ready to beat people up. And for me. That works. Uh, he feels like the iteration of strong freedom. Uh, the answer to strong BJ. So, uh, kind of a bummer to see him get kind of kicked out in the first round. Uh, love him kind of just lariating a pile of light tubes into Joey Janela. Like, it is not very elegant. It's just like, okay. Here's a way to break a lot of tubes in a very short order, just wonderful stuff.
1: But yeah, Yeah, that that was that was brutal. Um, and then Segura won with a headlock, like a headlock takeover pin, which it's kind of like a deathmatch trope for like a lot of these. that like have all these bombs and end with a roll up. So like, I don't know for whatever reason, this one felt it felt more like a finish and felt more earned than the usual roll up spot does. I don't know how you felt about that, but like. I liked it. I would like that as a finish when normally I roll my eyes when it's 10 minutes of killing each other and then I roll up. Yeah,
0: I was I was fine with this. This nothing yeah. didn't grind my gears, which I say is fairly important here. Oh, man. But I don't have anything else here. It's just like these lots of these matches just have light slots and lots of light tubes. Uh, unlike uh, Tournament of Death, When we talked about this before the show,
1: not a yeah. lot of. Creativity. Yeah, well, I said that's. What, I didn't want to get into it too much before the show because that we, we were trying to figure out what the names of these matches are because we're used to the Tournament of Death on the show. They don't have names. They're all just Death Match, and it is, it is probably just too many light tubes, which is like I know a crazy thing to say for death matches, but it's just like all of them are light tube matches.
0: Yeah, and I liked. Hey, I complained about the two out three tables and light tube bundle matches, but. Having some variety of stipulations really kept things more engaging throughout the tournament. It kept things interesting and fun, and I I, I love that. I love that. Not nothing to no shakes against John Zandig's tournament of survival eight, but could use a name or two on some of these death matches. Uh, but yeah, like you mentioned, Sagaro wins with kind of a trapping pin. Any other notes coming out of this match? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Moving on. El Desperado versus Matt Tremont versus John Wayne Murdoch. Damn. What you thinking?
1: I was hyped for this. This was probably my three favorite guys in the tournament. All in the same match. Um. I talked about Janela being excited for the tournament. Desperado looked excited for being in the tournament. Um, he, he, he was pretty psyched on the entrance. And I honestly think that I did the thing where I got myself too hyped up. It's like, this match was probably fine. But between my higher expectations and having seen, like I said, fairly similar light tube spots, a lot of this left me lacking a little. But at the same time, it was very elevated by uh, the guy's charisma. Like, all three of these, you talk about Janela being a star, all three of these guys are stars. Like, I think that if if any of the other first-round matches had some of these spots in it, like some of the... We all standing next to each other trading elbows, and we all stand next to each other trading light tubes, it probably wouldn't have worked for me as much as it worked here just because these three all seem like a big deal. Um, I enjoyed the Tremont and John Wayne Murdoch briefly teaming together to just rip the shit out of Despy's match and just mask and just start stabbing at his face um there was a barbed wire net that Tremont takes a bump to which is like if you're gonna have to get rid of a guy at the end of a of a triple threat match or that that's a good way to do it uh there's the gross uh soda can board was like you had all that you had the barbed wire net you had the soda can uh board you had like you had stuff that you didn't need as many light tubes but they still did light tubes um and then John Way Murdoch wins with the top rope destroyer, which I was shocked that Despy took the pen, but I, I I liked it, but I just wanted so much more. I think, what about you?
0: Yeah, I think I'm on the same page. It's a good match. I enjoyed it. I think it's lots of fun. Like you said, the Tremont and Murdoch teaming bit is, is good. I find it very funny that when Tremont essentially gets eliminated with the spider web barbed wire, that thing just goes, that structure, whatever you want to call it, essentially careens into the cr- the crowd real quick uh, via the force. And that's just very fine, the engineering that's being done by GCW to make sure their fans are never safe.
1: <laughs>
0: GCW guarantee. GCW
1: guarantee.
0: They put it on the box. Don't have to your head up a butcher's ass to you know you know i take the bulls word for it all right yeah i think it's good i don't like i said like you said i'm not sure if it lives up to the hype of these three involved and i could have used a little bit more like extended despy segments i think if we got him versus Tremont or him versus john wayne murdoch in singles matches with the LF tons tons of it to love there. Probably the match of the tournament in that sense. But when it's all kind of all three, you have to deal with the structure of a three, a three-way, which is frankly like a downer of the first round that we have to do three ways throughout. Because I know you've said, hey, like, they can get away with exchange all exchanging elbows and whatnot. Like every match in the first round has some variation of that going on here where they all either like are hitting each other with light tubes punching each other in the face changing the chops whatnot in a circle for an extended period of time to get the crowd involved it's all corny but like you said i think these three pull it off but it is Sort of an indictment to the whole first round that, like, okay, because they're all three ways, they're all gonna have that sort of spot layered into
1: them, which is a bummer. Ugh. Yeah, I agree. It's a stupid spot in a singles match, and it's even dumber in a triple threat where yeah, one guy kind of goes, looks at two people hitting each other.
0: Yeah, it is just like a series of motions at that point. Like, okay, you do this, I do that, boom, boom. The other guy does the other thing. It's like, okay, what are we doing? Why are we standing around doing this? It doesn't move anything forward and only if it maybe will pop the crowd like a hair. But is what it is, Dan. Is what it is. Any other thoughts on this matchup?
1: I don't think that covers it.
0: All right. Moving on. Time to talk Sawyer Wreck versus Rena Yamashita versus Casey Kirk. Sawyer Wreck and Rena come out in white gear for this one so they are ready to bleed which is always a good sign to start things off case kirk doesn't she decides to shirk that responsibility which is unfortunate but dan what are your actual
1: thoughts on this matchup um well i'll be just going from Oh, well, we just discussed this has at least two of the let's stand here and i'll hit each other um, I will say that there was some creativity, which I thought was good. Like it starts with we're going to stand around each other with light tubes in a you know triangle. And then Rena just hits herself with light, which is like a thing she loves to do and is really cool and uses it to start cutting Sawyer's face up, which is awesome. And then this is really dumb, but they all gusset plates themselves and then headbutt each other. Really stupid, but I don't think I've seen it before. So it, it popped me a little. Um, all in all, this this one caught me. At, you know, by surprise, it was probably the match I was least looking forward to the first round matchups. And I liked it. It was the longest match of the first round. I didn't really feel it. Um, Sawyer, Sawyer looked good. Uh, Casey Kirk looked better than I I thought. Um, she, uh, Casey Kirk at one point, acts, just, like, grabs light tubes, or light tube chair, and just runs full force in the Sawyer rack. Like, there's no real move. She just, like, stampedes her. And that was awesome. Um... This is a stupid thing to complain about in 2023, but in the tournament full of people getting taking unprotected chair shots, Sawyer rec protects herself way too much. Takes yeah. these little chair shots with her hands completely over her head, and it's just like, uh, I don't know, you're in this environment. Rena's in this match just getting brained over and over again, and it She's just makes I just like, let's not even like, don't even throw a chair shot at Sawyer if that's how you're gonna take him, I guess, is my complaint. Like, it just really looks funny when I'm watching Rena lose brain cells and then like, I'm like, well, like I'm playing with my nephew. So I will tap and then Sawyer has her hands completely over her head. But you know, like I said, this, you know, I'm complaining, but this, this caught me off guard. Um, this probably more than any other of the three matches or f- four matches, uh, put over the winner big, like Rena goes crazy on him at the end and it's just hitting moves on both of them and ends up, knocking down Sawyer and then putting light tubes on top of her and then hitting Casey with a splash mountain in the her and the light tubes and pinning them both. Uh like real definitive statement. Like Rena is a favorite in this tournament. I liked it.
0: Yeah, I think the other matches are all okay. First up Mado Extremo injures, gets injured. He's out. no part of the finish, is out before the finish. Then you have uh who sort of kinda gets a trapping pin. To seal it up, that doesn't involve Janelle. it doesn't involve, it involves pretty much just kind of quickly tying things up. And the next match, Tremont gets eliminated more or less via the barbed wire web. So, John May Merrick wins, but again, it doesn't really have to involve beating Tremont. This one, like Karina, is like okay. She runs through both of the competitors on her way to victory, which is, I think, like hey, that's the way to go. You're gonna kind of make you know she's gonna be a force in this tournament. But your major, your main complaint, I think, is my main complaint of, <laughs> of Sawyer Rex. Like, okay, everyone on this show, folks that are in some of the biggest promotions in the world, are taking the taking the hits it's like, I am not saying if you don't feel comfortable with it, don't just don't do it. But also if you are in a, don't go, don't enter a deathmatch tournament. Don't put yourself in that position where like, okay, you're just going to look like a big baby. You're going to look weak. You're going to look soft. You're going to look like you don't belong here, which is unfortunate. Because when she's on offense and like generally in as selling, like, she looks the part. She looks like okay. She's sort of this this monster. She's bigger than everyone. She can really lay it in if she wants to. But when you're doing that, when everyone else is getting stabbed, getting smashed, it's just like What are we doing? You you gotta show up. Um that's the one one of the one spots you gotta take full brunt. It's a bummer, but there's no two ways around it, so yeah, I'm with you there. Arena though looks great here. It's kind of just like this menace to society. Um, Rex is like got this weird laughing thing going on where she's like just maniacal the entire time. Where Arena's just feels a bit unhinged. The duration of the match. Casey, like we don't we already talked about her in like any sense, whether it be positive or negative. I think she is just. Perfectly serviceable here. She's not good. She's not bad. She just kind of fills her role as the other entity in this match. Um, but I like how she kind of feels a little bit more understated compared to these other two. Who are wearing their white gear. Who are just making a whole bunch of faces throughout. Where Casey, she's in black. Has lace legs like she is not giving that sort of appeal um, but I also like how her kind of gear shreds as we kind of get towards the end of this match because I, I like when anyone's gear sort of reflects the the bout that just took took place but I've been yammering so that's kind of where I'm at with this one any other thoughts here Dan
1: no, I'm, I'm the exact same place with you. Where I, I mean, I liked Sawyer's offense so much. It's almost like you just didn't. Ha- I mean, you didn't have to take any of the bumps if you weren't going to take them. You didn't have to take the shots if you weren't going to take them. You know what I mean? I guess like find a way to work around it, or like you said, I guess just don't be in a tournament of death because I'm not comfortable taking chair shots either. But I also not comfortable with light tubes or gusset plates or any of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but like I think I think Casey Kirk looked better than me because I came in thinking negatively about her and then she held her own in here and rena looked amazing uh, that's pretty much all i have to say
0: all right here we go continuing on it is the semifinals we have john wayne murdoch versus cyclope
1: dan what are your thoughts oh you didn't watch blake christian versus alec price versus gringo look over yeah Jeff i know how was it? I love my boy my boy Gringo, but I don't love him that much. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never even considered watching it. Um no. Um John Wayne Murdoch for sequel play was pretty awesome. They both you said you liked the way Casey Kirk like gear looked tattered. Both of these guys came out looking like they had clearly been through a war. They're dirty and they have scars and they're bloody and they're gross. And they just immediately start smacking each other with bundles of light tubes and they start going for pens and it gets across which i like in these tournaments we talked about before that once you made it to the semifinals like you want to just win as fast as possible you want to get in the finals and not take any more damage than you've already taken and that's what these guys really did, did a good job of reflecting that and uh similar to rena uh john ray murdoch moves with like like this reckless abandonment, like when he's hitting sequel pay with a tube and then stabbing him in the head and the mouth and raking his back. It just seems kind of like almost like a cornered animal. Like, it's not like, here's a spot, here's a spot. I'm going to spot. it's like, he's literally attacking sequel pay. And it was really cool. Um, I think the weed whacker's stupid, but I like the idea of sequel pay. Like John Wayne Murdoch brings it out and sequel pay, like low blows. him was like, hell no. And uses it against them. And then like, they get it out of there as quick as possible. Um, now I'm saying a lot of positive things about this match, but it's five minutes and I love this match, but there's a spot where John Wayne Murdoch sits on the outside and sequel Pay for some reason, lightly hands him a bundle of light tubes which John Wayne Murdoch happily holds onto, and then gets hit with like a, like a crossbody through the, uh, ropes. And that annoyed me to no end <laughs> that like, I, this, I mean, not to get to it, this was, shape it up like maybe i thought this might be the match of the tournament i'm loving this and that spot happened and i was just i was dead um as a fun finish john wade murdoch steals the headphones from sequel pay the hit his uh top rope canadian destroyer sequel pay immediately pops up but he gets hit with a uh, dragon suplex and a running knee kicks out anyway and then gets pulled into a submission and taps out um good way of making sequel pay look strong, even though he's losing in five minutes. Um, but outside of that one spot, I, I loved everything in this. What about you, Sam?
0: I'm glad you brought up the finish just because I was thinking when I wrote it up, when I was doing my notes, I was like, ah, am I getting too much into starting it from the, the deep South destroyer?
1: No, I think all of that is the finish. And I think that's, it was a good finish. It did a good job of making John Wayne Murdoch look good, but also making sequel pay look strong. And a, you know, fast loss.
0: but Almost like the finish was like a fifth of the match, essentially. It's true, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's good. I like this. It's it's short. It's sweet. It's to the point. I don't think, like, I don't have too many complaints here. It's not something I'll say, hey, like, best sprint of the year or anything like that. But it's, it's enjoyable for what it is. And I appreciate that. I'd rather... <laughs> Feel this way, like okay, it's good for what it is. Um, about a five minute match versus a thirty minute match, so I'll take it. I'll take it. And this first tournament, say college, like you said, like hey, they're rushing for the win. They they just gotta get to the finals and go from there. So yeah, this is good. This is good.
1: If I was a GCW follower, I would want to see a future John way Murdoch versus C. Clay single match, and I think that. And a lot of times it should be a goal of a tournament too, setting up future matches like that.
0: Well, brother John Wayne Murdoch got to Twitter and was like, run it back. We gotta do I'll this day. again. So, I would expect you to eventually yeah. get your wish. All right. But all right, next up, Tura Segura
1: versus Arena Yamashita. Dan, what are you thinking? Um... Rina's still awesome. Uh, but the first noteworthy thing about the match is they hung the bundles of white tubes in the corner with clothes hangers, which I don't think I've ever seen before. Is genius and hilarious. Mm. Um, but yeah, this was really good. Like the crowd is super behind Rina, and uh, Toru just instantly becomes like a little like a little prick here, which he didn't really show in the first round he didn't really show like he kind of not that he was a baby face in the first round, but he was definitely not this heelish where he threw himself into it big time, which I thought really worked in a, in a tournament where there's not a lot of heel face structure. He he took it up on himself to do it here. Um, there wasn't many big spots in this, uh, but I, I really enjoyed it, and I think it made Rena look like a killer. I love when she bites the tubes and herself with the tubes, it just looks real cool. Um And then little things that you get where they hit a superplex and the ring fills up with the dust from the light tubes that have already been broken. It just pops up like a snow globe. Yeah. But yeah, I think think this was really good. I think what works for Mm -hmm. me
0: in this match is Sugara was kind of a fan favorite in the first round. Like, they were behind the Freedom Guys in the first round. Like Okay, like, hey, we have imports. This is exciting. Then in this match, okay, like, oh, it's all about Rena. Like, we like her. She is our, she's our, she's our wrestler. She's, she's our person. She's our hero here. And Suguru's like, okay, I'm a slime ball. He's not quite wrestling like Ogawa. And I wish I could have gotten him to wrestle a little bit more, more like that. A little bit more like, he's got grease in his hair. But, Closer to that here than he was in the first round, and he feels like a little bit of a okay. This little piece of shit is taking it to Rena, and she's fighting back. But like she's fighting from behind for a lot of this match, uh, and she doesn't she doesn't feel like outclassed, but she does feel like okay. I did not start out of the block as fast as I could have here, um, but I also might that's something I do. Like Rena was. In more of a battle that first round, Sugara kind of snuck one out and didn't really take the brunt pr- of the damage that was being dished out in that first round. Or Rena you know, was like in the thick of it the entire time. So I thought this was good, and I thought they kind of played with some of those things from the first round going into here, as well as like just playing up like okay, one wrestler is just clearly going to be the fan favorite throughout this entire thing. I think it's really incredible that Rena can be such a big baby face in GCW. Like, it's not surprising, but at the same time, it's like, oh, okay, like, she can be treated as, like, the biggest of stars for GCW, the biggest of, like, homegrown heroes in that regard, which is always, like, a a pleasant pleasant
1: thing to see. Yeah, I don't know if it was because it was the first round or what, but it didn't feel... Like the crowd was as behind her in the first round as they were in this and in the finals. Like I don't know if it's just, they were just saving it, but they were. It was they were big into her, and she played it up, and then he played the heel role perfectly. And I, I was a big fan of this. Um, yeah, but yeah, like I, said, I don't, I don't even know if I mean I guess they were. He was like a baby face, but it was kind of like hey, we have our Freedom Guys and Joey Janella in this first round match. So, like, we're happy for everyone. Like, no matter who wins, I think the crowd would have been happy. There wasn't a single person they would have been upset with.
0: Yeah. Uh, finish is the Splash Mountain onto a light tube door. Which is very dusty. Very dusty move. I have nothing else on this match. Dan, do you have anything else you want to close it with?
1: Uh no, I just once again like a definitive finish using her uh, Splash Mountain. So I mean, getting her ready for the finals.
0: Here we go. It is the finals. It is John Wayne Murdoch versus Rena Yamashita for the John Zandig Tournament of Survival Eight Winner. Dan, what
1: are your thoughts? Uh. I mean, it, it. I liked it a lot. It's another one of those things where I, I, I just hurt my own feelings because I had become, in two matches, the biggest arena fan in the world. And like I said, I think John Wayne Murdoch might be the best American deathmatch worker. And so I was expecting it to be, you know, a masterpiece. It wasn't quite that, but it was a good deathmatch tournament final. Um, there's the scaffold. They bring the scaffold out. And like all these matches, it's all built, all these final death Matches. It's building towards that big spot. And I really enjoyed, I'm just going to get right to the fi- finish, but that's what I enjoyed most. I really enjoyed that she just chucks John Wayne Murdoch off and hits her splash. And him kicking out worked for me. He kicked out instantly because it's like, okay, like I just was like, there it is. There's the finish we all knew was going to come. And he kicked out, and she ends up hitting her uh, splash mountain into a pile of you know light tubes and chairs for the win. But I thought that was a good way of playing with expectations because a lot of these finals are literally just... I mean, from the three Deathmatch tournaments we covered, it's just waiting for the spot, watching them set up the spot, watching them get to you know, the position for the spot. And this is like not quite there, but it made Le- Rena look strong and it was a good match. Nothing, you know, b- blow your mind, but I like it. The finish was
0: a little silly with Murdoch going into full Mortal Combat fatality pose for the duration of Rena piling shit up in the middle of the ring for the finish. But yeah, I think I'm with you. I was like, okay, they did the big spot and then they followed up with like, okay. But the whole story has been Rena hits the splash mountain, then it's immediately one, two, three. No one's kicked out. No one can kick out. Even a big spot like this is going to pale in comparison to her hitting her move. And then she hits it and she hits it at bait time. Unlike the Sugera one, where it kind of more like a, a razor's edge. This is like the full splash mountain, full like Liger Bomb-esque move here to finish things off. So I think that was pretty great. Uh I think I'm a little higher on this match than you are. I thought this was really good. Um maybe like we're on the same page with it, maybe not living up to sort of the expectations of being truly great, but I still think it's a really good tournament final. And if Sugira played up the slime hero heel role in the the semifinals I think John Wayne Murdoch doubles down on that tenfold here for the finals it's like oh, okay that's the performance I I really want uh, where he looks like a real piece of shit against Rena who is not quite fighting for her life but at the same time is and now does feel a little outgunned in a lot of departments. So, like, that that really worked for me in a lot of ways. So, I was excited for this one, and I think for the most part, it hits all the beats I was hoping for from a deathmatch tournament final.
1: Yeah, I don't want to sound too down on it. I mean, I really liked it, and I think there's a lot of meat in the bones, which you don't always get in these finals. I think there's a, there's a real match here, and it's really, really good. It's just... Again, just, you know, too high of expectations. I mean, but that, that finished spot, I don't know, maybe I'll watch it. I didn't feel like that long of him staying there, but maybe it was. I mean, it's 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 a little over-the-top, but, I mean, it's a tournament full of over-the-top spots, so I was more than okay with it.
0: And then, like, let's talk about the post-match, just because it's so fucking weird.
1: Uh. Well, yeah, it's funny. You talked about how Sogira was a slimy heel in the semifinals, but then John Wayne Murdoch was, like, a prick, too. But then after the match... Uh, so after the match, Rena's like wants to you know shake hands with him and everything. The Freedom guys come out They like celebrate with her, but then they attack John Wayne Murdoch. She protects him. Is like don't attack him. He's a good guy. We had a, we just killed each other, and then they turn on her, attack her. A masked man comes out. It's June Kasai, and, and everyone yeah. knows it's June Kasai. Like I, it's very clearly June June Kasai. The second he comes out, so like it's a masked
0: man bit with the least masked manable person if, at least in deathmatch match wrestling they you know, like short of uh uh Abby uh, we're, you're not going to really see anyone that's like okay I can instantly tell who this person is just by their body and what they look like under their mask um but yeah it it's, gets a huge pop it's, oh wow Jun Kazai's here and it's just very surreal to me that GCW can pull off a situation where Jun Kasai is like a surprise guest star uh, just for an angle on a show.
1: Uh, I had the exact same thought. I was like, can you imagine going back and telling, you know, Zandig when he's doing the Tournament of Deaths that we're covering? Like, hey, you're going to bring in, you know, a Jun Kasai level star, but you're just going to have him come in at the end, do a little angle. Just a little, as a little treat. And then fly him back to Japan.
0: like, And he will... He will not be wrestling the next night for you, like, despite you having a show the next, the next evening. The very
1: next night. Yeah. I was like, oh, what's his match tomorrow? Doesn't have he one. Doesn't
0: have one. Damn, we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. I, we're gonna, I don't know if you want to do that after grades or whatnot.
1: No, we, we can go right into this. Um, the GCW is a garbage promotion.
0: How the fuck? I, I'm going to spoil it a little bit. This is going to be a fairly positive review on my end of, like, this tournament. How the hell does this promotion follow up what I thought was a good tournament and hits off like it feels like they do diminish like arena winning a little bit here by having this this angle with a whole lot of big with with Kazai being the big name kind of like, oh, who cares what just happened sort of situation. Like, See, I was angle. okay with
1: it because I assumed tomorrow, like the next day at Cage of Survival she was facing Masha Slamovich for the title I assumed, well, she's going to win the title and that's her big victory lap there. Yes.
0: That would be a I sensible would... thing, Dan. Such a sensible thing. Not only does that not happen you have no follow-up on Junkasai you don't have a whole lot of like Just, frankly, exciting wrestling matches, period, on the next night. Like, sure, Joey Tonella versus uh, Dusty looks pretty good. But at the same time, like, that's not going to do everything for me. I think uh, Hio Del Vikingo versus Ninja Mac seems like an atrocity. Seems like evil. And Blake Christian coming out to win (laughs) the championships. Like, what are we fucking doing here? What are we doing here, Dan? And Masha, like, doesn't seem like she got much of a run. And I didn't hear anyone talking, like, super positively about the title run. That's also GCW, like, who gives shit about their champions. But good lord. That's like a soul stopper.
1: Uh, I mean, I yeah, I have all the same thoughts where the tournament did such a good job of putting Rina over every single match. Made her a bigger star in my eyes, and honestly, the fans' eyes. Like they were. I mean, I know that she's already a big fan favorite, but they were molten hot for her. And they followed up by just cutting her legs out from underneath her, in in favor of Blake Christian. <laughs> like who's asking? Usually,
0: usually, I would be like, oh, okay, like it's an import, like that's hard to build around. Like, I get that. You got to try to put over your folks. They're going to be here show to show. Rena's someone that's going to be wrestling at goddamn Huntsville. Alabama for this promotion. She's there consistently. She's not going anywhere. She's gonna wrestle on fucking fifty of these fifty-eight shows this year. It feels like she's a GCW wrestler. She should, she
1: should absolutely be the champion. She, she is. She's a GCW wrestler this year, and she is an import. So like, she could next year say, you know what? I want to go home. I don't want to be in America. I don't want to be in Alabama, which would be the right thing to think and feel. So, like, not only does it make sense from a storyline perspective and from a, you know, I would think a business perspective, like, get her now, you know, use her while you have her. I don't think Blake Christian's going anywhere.
0: Blake Christian does not have a career in this. Let me tell you, um, he will be an under cards for a Ring of Honor for as long as Tony Khan wants to have it. But I think that's
1: about where we're capping out here. <laughs> yeah it was i mean like 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 you i was feeling very positive about not just tournament literally gcw i literally thought because i did i didn't watch it live but i watched it that next day so i'm not looking at the results and so i'm like oh man i am into this and then i go on twitter and i go oh i'm not gonna watch that show i'm not gonna watch cage survival
0: and i i've completely removed myself from any sort of bubble that involves gcw which i think is oppressive to some degree but I think GCW's lost some cachet over time here. So I had no idea what happened on this show. Uh except I knew Arena won, but I know nothing about the following night or anything that leads up to it. So I am like, okay, let's do this. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I'm like this was super palatable. This is like a good show. Everything is very watchable. That's like, oh, if we have a promotion like that and like GCW is hitting this groove. Amazing. And then I look at the next card and I'm like, fuck, we can't be doing this. Why are we doing this, Timmy Brat? Oh, but all right, Dan, do you want to get into our match
1: and then wrestler of the tournament? Yeah. Um, I think my match of the tournament's uh, Rena versus Toru Segura. Uh, the semi-final. I think it was my favorite. It was between that and what I'm guessing is your match, the finals. Yeah. But I just enjoyed this. I just It was just like a hair more enjoyable. I mean, I have no issue with someone, in, like if you enjoy the other one, but I just, I really liked it seemed like you were more of a fan of John Wayne Murdoch's heel uh, playing up the heel, but I was a bigger fan of Toro playing the heel. I, I liked it. Like I said, I liked how over the top he was, and then he played the heel over the top, and it worked for me.
0: Yeah, I think like that's where it comes down to Like your you're right. I think they're both strong matches. I think the finals for me is the match of the tournament, which is always bodes well. And I think the best match of the tournament is the finals. But yeah, John Wayne Murdoch is a wrestler that speaks to me. He is someone I think is extremely good at what he does. And when it comes down to it, like okay, he's probably gonna be ranked as one of the my best wrestlers of 2023 my my guess when it comes down to it. Um So there we go. That's the, that's, the, our re, that's our that's our match of the tournament. Dan, what who is your wrestler of the tournament? Uh it's Rena.
1: Dan, it's Rena. Yeah, I mean I couldn't like I said I don't care if you pick the final or semi-final but if you had someone other than her I don't know what show you're watching.
0: I like she works as a selection non like kayfabe basis and actual and like just performance basis like she is someone like okay her performance is individually great but like this was her tournament like we speak about this a lot on this show it's like okay sometimes a tournament is just based around a wrestler and this feels like okay this term is based around rena like without her this is a vastly different tournament it might be as good
1: but it's not the same
0: <laughs> that's for damn sure
1: I honestly think this will not be my highest ranked tournament ever, but I think this tournament embodies, at least what I like about talking tourneys and tournaments, is that like, the, because of this and the next night, wrestling bookers are terrible and stupid. But sometimes for one night, they can do it. And like for one night, Red had it figured out. He screwed it up the very next day, but he had it figured out. And this was so good. And I can sit here and not be a fan of GCW and still say this was a great show. If you think you're interested in watching this show, you should watch this show.
0: Yeah. Okay. You just, you just need like oh a, a one week of getting it right, just like one night of hitting all the notes you need to hit, or just one tournament worth of not thinking, overthinking it, slash, not, not asking yourself, hey, what am I gonna do after this? Because I think once you start asking, "Hey, what am I doing next after this tournament?" That's when you lose the plot very quickly, and you try to fold in too many things. It's like, okay, just do what you know you can do for this one one night, this one tournament, and move on. Brad did it. Good for him. Got on his own way. I think this
1: is a winning tournament. Dan, slap me on the rating. I had. I know you. I actually had a really hard time with this. Because there's nothing on this show that is Callahan, Walter, or the top rings matches, or Volano 4 versus Pentagon. There's nothing that I felt reached those high highs. But there's nothing bad on this show. There's nothing that I hated watching. There's nothing that I wouldn't watch again if someone put it on. And so I, I don't know if I'm going too high, but I'm giving it 3.5.
0: I think that's crazy. I'm going to give it 3.25. So I think we're within the ballparks here. Um yeah. but that's also saying you are thinking it is as good. It is completely equal in every form and fashion to Tournament of
1: Death 3. I know and that's why I had a hard time with it. <laughs> that's that's why I stared at my notion page with my notes open while well, I'm like, "Oh, I gave Ring, I gave the Rings 94 and <laughs> Tournament of Death 2 this. Or three of this, so like, do I do I say it's on that level? But I just so many of these shows we have where we're like, well, as long as you just skip this or just pretend this guy wasn't in it, where my biggest complaint was, what Sawyer Rec can't take a chair shot to the head. I mean, that's if I have seven matches, and that's my biggest complaint. I think it's a a pretty great show.
0: Yeah, it's a show I can easily recommend. Well, a tournament, I guess I can easily recommend to anyone. I haven't watched the whole show. Who knows that one match could be a real dog shit match.
1: I think it's, I think it's way too long. If I, I'm just sure it is, but like, I remember going like, Oh, I'm glad I didn't watch that when I pulled up cage match. Oh, 14. No, wrong match. Yeah. 14, 14 match. minutes. So that's, that's
0: it is the longest match on the show, which I think is completely fucked that you would do that. <laughs> what
1: yeah. you got? Jack cartwheel. You got to <laughs>
0: You gotta get your money's worth.
1: Gotta get your money's worth. Now I know that I am. Uh, I think I've spoken about on the show. I'm kind of in the cheer world. You know, I have. You know, I I coach it, and and my nieces are in it. And uh, pro wrestling fans are way too into cartwheels. I, I think they think it's a hard skill, and a lot of people can't do it. So you're saying if, a, if an eight year old can do it, then it's. I'm t- I'm telling you that I have three year olds in the gym that can do cartwheels. They, so can. they can barely feed themselves, and they can do it.
0: God, so I think man. we need
1: to stop being excited by these professional athletes <laughs> doing a cartwheel. Unless, <laughs> I said that, John Zandig's cartwheel on Tournament Death 4 was amazing. Incredible.
0: That's, that's the bee's knees. Oh, hey, man. Man. I, we had a winning tournament this week. Like, I was very surprised. Okay. Hopefully something's good here, but this is a term of, like, okay, anyone,
1: I would say, for anyone, like, go watch it. This is good. It really went against our comfort zone picking it, too. It's happening live. It's modern-day GCW. Like, this was, I knew it wasn't going to be, like, the World Wrestling All-Stars or uh, the Nintendo Challenge, but this one, I recommended And I'm like, man, GCW, this could be bad. I could feel, I could be apologizing to Sam here. But it worked out. It worked out. It worked out. Green Phantom never loses. <laughs> never in a bad
0: tournament. Just we'll figure out whatever tournament he's in next and say, that's the one. That's the one. Dan, do you recall what tournament we are doing next time? I'm going to be honest. I do not. All right. We'll figure it out. Uh, I. I, I one. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure that
1: out. We'll oh, figure
0: man. it out. We got two weeks for me now. So that's that's positive. So if you're listening to this, we'll let you know on Twitter. I'm fairly certain. That's uh, like a
1: plug for our Twitter. Check out Sam's Twitter. He'll announce the next show.
0: Go, go follow at WDKWPN on Twitter to keep up with all the happenings on the We Don't Know Wrestling Podcast Network. Despite Twitter busting up its whole API ass for us to not be able to easily share our SoundCloud postings or iTunes uploads, we will manually be telling you, Hey, the podcast is up. Give it a listen. So you got that going for you. Dan, do you have anything to plug?
1: Uh, Not really. My usual, my Twitter's Dan underscore rice 88. I went to the Columbus zoo last week and I got to say, if you have extra money, go to the Columbus Zoo, pay for one of their private tours, pet a penguin. It was the best time I've had in forever. So I guess I'm plugging the Columbus Zoo. <laughs> pet a penguin? I pet a penguin. It's the softest animal I've ever felt. It doesn't feel like what you think it's going to feel like. Interesting. I'm telling literally everyone, so I might as well mention it here.
0: <laughs> I would love a private tour at any zoo, I guess. Who knows? I'll do that with my life with all the money we're making here all the money we're making here feel free to click our links on our at WDKWPN on Twitter where I got a Ko-Fi coffee, coffee, you can donate to the, the network help keep the lights on keep the motivation train going that's all I got man ready to close up shop let's do it All right, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next time with a tournament to be determined.